Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And we're delighted to welcome to a, back to our microphone our guest co-host for the day, a coach from the New York City area, Corey Anker. He's a life and leadership coach, a speaker, and founder of the Uncovery Project, which is a movement created around the idea that authenticity equals power. He's currently writing a book about the intersection of coaching and recovery, and we're delighted to have him. Uh, Corey, what did you think of Allegra? How did that go for you? I thought it was great, and uh, I was I was so impressed by um, the scale that she's you know taking on. Especially, you know, it's funny how um, somehow things you know seem like coincidence and really aren't. And given what's going on in the political climate, what's going on in the world today, um, that she's creating a space to be you know to heal and to be up against some of these really just tremendous forces is uh, it's not surprising. So I was really impressed by her, and I think that the world needs more people doing that kind of work. You know? Indeed. And just to be clear, the websites to find her are reconciliationpoetry.com, something we could all use a little of today, uh, Gold Gable Advisors, and Gable is G-A-B-L-E, advisors.com, and then the Rick Harima Foundation is R-H-F-N-O-W, that's R-H-F-N-O-W.org, R-H-F-N-O-W.org. Um, to bring fun opportunities to our military. All right. Uh, would you like to introduce our, uh, do the honors of introducing our next guest? I'm delighted to have her with us. Sure. Well, Dr. Marilyn Paul is a management consultant and a well-being expert who's helped organizations develop a culture of sustainable productivity through reducing the substantial costs of work overload. Crisis management, failed communication, uh-huh. missed deadlines, yeah. poor, poor quality, extensive rework, low morale, and stress-related illness and burnout. Had She's that, written, had that, uh, had that. New, <laughs> <laughs> check, check, check. Right. Uh, in her new book, which I'm really excited to hear more about, An Oasis in Time, How a Day of Rest Can Save Your Life, Dr. Paul shows that a solution for the modern sense of relentless pressure can be found in the ancient tradition of the Sabbath. I can't wait to hear more about this. We could all use more rest and relaxation in our lives. We welcome you so to here our she is. microphone. Yeah, yes, sorry Dr. about that. Dr. Marilyn Paul. I stepped right on <laughs> you there. I apologize. Hi, Dr. Paul. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> welcome, Dr. Paul. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being had. Hey, uh, uh, may we call you Marilyn? Absolutely. Will you look around outside and tell us where you're joining us from today? We are in Northern California in a small town called Gualala, right overlooking the ocean. You, you can't just make up names. You have to actually tell us where you are. No, I'm teasing. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. Yes. Is it someplace near someplace we may have heard of that's larger than Gualala? Um, it's, it's not far from Santa Rosa. Oh. It's about three hours from the Bay Area. So beautiful. Oh, I'm envying you right now. All right. Tell us about An Oasis in Time. What, what brought you to t- write a book about bringing rest to our busy lives? Well, I'm, I've struggled with this, but I think I'm a workaholic. Mm. So it's hard for me to just stop, put down my phone, 
move away from the computer, stop trying to achieve, and I exhausted myself. At around that time, I was introduced to the idea of a Sabbath. Someone introduced me to a Friday night meal, and I, I'm Jewish, but I had no background in this. And I was really struck by the sense of peace and joy that people were sharing. But let me give you a metaphor. Have you ever been out in driving rain or a huge snowstorm and you're pushing and you're struggling and you're protecting yourself against the elements and you come inside and you close the door and you catch your breath and you feel relief? I know. That's Co- what Corey it's like. Does. Yeah, Corey lives on the East Coast. Enter an oasis in time. Beautiful. That happens all the time for us. Indeed. Yeah. So it's really, so your discovery was that even in your busy, 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 productive life, which we all have, you know, in the words of Michael Jackson, you are not alone in that burnout, busy life. Um, you found that by giving yourself an evening off, it was, it was like that feeling of sort of shutting the door on the storm? At first, I took an evening off, but that first evening, of course, I went back to work. And I slowly learned, it took me quite a while, that if I could take time really off, not sort of off, not like, okay, I'm taking a break and checking my email or taking a break and scrolling down Facebook, but really taking a break, I could shift my mind and renew my energy in ways that I didn't know how to do. So what I've done with this book is take some elements of that deep rest, peace, and joy, and show other people who may not want the religious part, but who do want that deep rest, how do you actually do that? Like, step by step, how do you put your phone down? How do you start this? How do you end this? How do you overcome obstacles so you get this rest that our hearts and souls and mind really need? It's, it feels um, almost completely undoable. You know, I love how you yes. pointed to True. taking, putting your phone down because, oh, I'll take a break, but I'm bringing my phone, my iPad, my, you know, technology with me. And I noticed that even on planes, you know, I'm, I'm always impressed by people on planes who are either meditating or reading an actual book because I'm usually, you know, even on an airplane, even on an 11 hour flight to Japan or something, I'm working away, looking at my emails, looking at my, you know, everything from my Twitter feed to my Facebook page, you know, checking in, checking in, checking in. How important is it that we we disconnect from the digital world as well as humans? Well, several people are promoting the idea of a tech Shabbat. How do we actually put down our phones and stop being on the digital world? So the very first thing you need to do for that And believe me, I relate. I get onto a plane and all I want to do is delete old emails, catch up, get organized. It takes a lot of fierce determination to put everything. But also trust that that disconnection leads to greater connection with with others and with whatever you sense as a higher power or a source of meaning your life. 
So we need determination and trust. The way we get the determination is to describe to ourselves the tremendous cost of being always on. Maybe we're feeling burned out. Maybe we're with some love. Maybe we never get to something that we really care about. A friend of mine loves to kayak, and she's busy, 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 busy. She's got a plan. We're going this weekend to kayaking, but something comes up, and she never gets there. So for some people, it's really helpful to say, I'd love to do this thing, but I never get there. But I'm very busy. We're all very busy. So we need to figure out why disconnect, and then the beauty of being off. Once we get over, you know, there's an initial like, I might miss something. I've got one more thing to do. But after that, we naturally tune in to self, other, and source. Beautiful. What about you, Corey? Is this something that you and your busy New York life with a brand new baby, we should, we should yeah. add, uh, can I identify with? Does it, right now. does it seem like the yeah, impossible I, dream or a necessary dream? Yeah, it does. And what's coming to mind for me, Marilyn, and I, that I, I have the benefit of being in your presence, I can ask you, um, what, do you what do you say to somebody who's like, but you don't understand, I have a, literally a million things. I've got, for me, I have a baby, and I've got a coaching practice, and I've got a new brand that's being launched, and, 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 and. Like, what do you, you know, are there easy ways, you know, easy ways to incorporate this? Like, what do you say to somebody? I'm right with you. I also have a million things to do. And in this past year, I homeschooled my son, renovated my house, uh, wrote the book, did PR, and maintained my professional practice. So I'm I'm totally there. I'm like everybody else with way too many things to do. But what I found is that because I rest, and we actually do take a day off as a family every week, I could maintain this incredible level of productivity because I learned with difficulty and resistance how to unplug And tune in, you know, right next to our busy lives, there's another life. That's us that we can tune into when we learn the skills of an oasis in time. So I can I can tell you what to do and then you try it. That's the key thing is you try this out, but give it a trial like an hour a week for four weeks. And you use the skills of an oasis in time. And the first skill is to plan, protect, and prepare the time. So let's say you want to start with an hour. Saturday morning or Sunday morning, where you wake up, you're not going to check any, anything. No news feed, no Facebook, no phone calls. You're just going to take the first morning the first hour of that morning off. So you plan, you protect that time, even from yourself. Like I'm a master at interrupting my own self. (laughs) So I have to tell myself for this amount of time, 
I consciously set aside all my worries and concerns. Again, it takes practice. It might not happen the first or second time. It's a skill that once you learn it, it turbocharges your productivity. So you plan, protect, and prepare. You begin and end. You don't just say, ah, this is the rest time. Let me see what happens. You begin it, and then you end it. And then you, you disconnect, and when you disconnect, you connect with self, other, and source. You slow yourself down, our rapid pace. I lived in New York for a while. I know what it's like to move fast, but you slow your movement, you slow your eating, and to savor. You're going to savor this moment. And then you let go of achieving just temporarily to rest, reflect, and play. And I elaborate on how do you do those things, what's the first step. But I have a passion for this topic because the rewards are so great. It sounds good. Let's talk about applicability if you if you could impact the lives of everyone listening today if you would have us take on one thing or give up one thing or do one thing what's the first step you recommend we take on on this journey towards an oasis so the very first step i think this will sound like i'm backing up but the very first step is to start to become aware of all those moments during the day when you're tired. You're not sure what to do next. <laughs> you know You're Corey just of... had a baby, right? He's got a two-week-old. He's tired <laughs> all the time, right, Corey? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, uh, the beautiful thing about little babies is they sleep. So, um... I'm sorry if I threw you notice, off. Yeah. No, <laughs> just notice. that The way to start, I think, is to notice those times in, in your week when you are not very effective. Mm -hmm. You don't know what to do next. You're too tired. You're looking around, scrolling through something because you can't focus. And start to be aware that, hey, I am not 100% productive every minute of the day. In fact, far from it. Mm -hmm. And that's the starting point to say, wait a sec. If I could get real substantial rest every week, I could take all of that fruitless time and become more effective. Okay. So, so that's the Marilyn, place to start. That lays the groundwork. And once you've done that, you say, all right, there's at least an hour of time every day when I'm spinning my wheels so I can afford an hour or two a week of this type of mind refreshment. And that lays the groundwork for starting this practice. And start with an hour a week. Nice. Great. What do you think, Corey? Could you do an hour a week? Yeah, I can. And, you know, I have to say... You know, as coaches, we're always looking at, like, doing things on purpose rather than our automatics. 
And I just, you know, I want to acknowledge you for such a, a well-articulated way to have people create structure and do things on purpose. That's what I'm getting from, you know, what you're sharing. And this book sounds really amazing. Um, in fact, what I hear you saying is that by kind of doing the thing we might think is counterintuitive, which is slowing down, that it could actually make us all more productive, which is kind of mind-blowing as a New Yorker, but it sounds amazing. So the research, which I detail in my book, is very clear that those moments of rest are vital to our sense of aliveness, to our ability to connect. And I love what you just said about breaking in our habits our reactivity, our just sort of sloppy ways of doing things. We want to be at the top of our game. And therefore, that rest you take, that you take on purpose and you take with skill, will transform your ability to do everything else that you need to do well during the week. Okay. When we... let's. I love it. Take it to our clients. What's something that you have your clients do or recommend that we take on uh, for our clients, especially leaders? Is, is this the first step for everyone, or is there someplace else that you have people look when they're in a leadership position in terms of taking this time off? Because, of course, most of us have invitations every evening, you know, something, something scheduled every weekend. Those of us with kids have, you know, soccer and dance and gymnastics and tennis and swimming and all the things that we, you know, football to, to get our kids to. What, how can we find our oasis or create our oasis in a world that seems to demand so much of us? And where, where can we support our clients with that? So when I'm working with an, a leader in an organization or even in the community, one thing I remind them is that their quality of attention and connection is vital to their effectiveness. So I'm sorry, what? Often, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so when I'm working with leaders, here's one thing that is challenging for me for, with working with some of the leaders I work with is they often do require less sleep. Some of the people who rise to the top of organizations are, are highly energized, often don't children or have a full-time support spouse or help. And so I remind them to really look around and ask them what they want for the people who work for them and how they can support people who may need more sleep, who may not have the have, and who may have kids. And there's nothing like young kids, or I have a teenager, to take up all of your extra time, so-called extra. Mm -hmm. So I think that the first thing is for them to also find role models of leaders who support a balanced organization. And let me give you an example. I spoke with the leaders at Zendesk here in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. 
it's a Danish firm. So, yes, they're culturally different, but they went from zero to a billion dollars in 10 years. Wow. And this is the key thing, sending everyone home at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock. They do not encourage people to work at night. They do not encourage people to work on the weekends. And they themselves say that in order to maintain this incredible pace, people, their people must rest and have a social life, eat good food, play, and kick back. I love it. And I have many more examples, many, many examples of leaders who grasp that their people must have balanced lives. Look, there's no lack of companies that work people into the ground. There's no, our American culture now is about giving all we've got till we're burned out. And we need to learn to give all we've got and then take a break refill, refuel, replenish, and go out there again, giving all we've got. But we need that rhythm, that weekly rhythm of giving all you've got and resting. And for my family, even my teenager, he's off screens. He's off his phone for a day a week. And there is so much research coming out about kids who are addicted to their phones. Teach them how to put it down. Be the parent. He doesn't hate me. Be the parent who says, put your phone down, go out, ride your bike with your friends, and stay off the Internet for a day a week. It's completely beneficial. He, they all get used to it, and they can feel the difference. It's, a, it's so, yeah. so important. And, man, don't you get tired of seeing those people in every restaurant you go to. You know, I... Uh, took a picture the other day of four people at a table, each of them on their phones. No, nobody talking to each other, right? <laughs> right. Um, I, 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 the only, the last thing, and forgive me, Corey, for jumping all over this, but the thing that I'm clear about is that it's actually jarring to be not doing something. Yes. Is there, yes. is there something that you actually have people take on, like meditation or listening to music or something to sort of occupy them themselves? Or is the whole point actually deal with that feeling or that anxiety that pops up when we're doing nothing? So I, I just want to be so clear that this time is to do the thing we love, to be playing catch with our kids, to music, music. What I'm saying is that in our busy, busy lives, we actually often don't get to the things we love. We don't stop and create space for ourselves just to veg out and do nothing or cook. I'm not advocating sort of a traditional Sabbath with the rules of do anything but go to church or synagogue. What I'm saying is we can take what Sabbath observers or Shabbat observers have learned and use those incredible skills that they have to build a life that's far more balanced. And yes, I'm a strong advocate of meditation. I meditate every day, of doing yoga, 
of maybe we start off by driving to the nearest park or mountain and taking long walks, really giving ourselves the time. And the anxiety is there. Well, that music tells us that yet again I missed a time cue. And that's the end of our time together today. Please check out the book, An Oasis in Time, How a Day of Rest Can Save Your Life, published this year from Dr. Marilyn Paul. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Paul. And thank you, Corey Anchor, for joining us. And thank you, dear listeners. We'll be back and talk to you next week. Do you love boutique family-owned wineries? Then get your tickets now for the most comprehensive tasting of California wines at Family Winemakers of California, Bay Area Consumer and Trade Tasting. Join us on Sunday, August 20th at Pier 27 in San Francisco for an amazing afternoon featuring over 400 limited production wines from famous vineyards throughout California. For more information and special ticket pricing, go to vinvillage.com. Vinvillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.